You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Listeners at America's Web Radio, this is Roger B., and you're getting ready to hear a Locked and Loaded show where we talk about things that have to do with guns, weapons, and firearms. Not necessarily in that order. But we've got an interesting show planned today, and I want people to realize a lot of this is going to take a historical perspective, and you're going to have to look at where you stand on certain things and decide how far you're willing to go to defend these rights. If you listen to the news, you listen to these Democratic candidates go on and on, you're going to realize that they are coming after Second Amendment rights one way or another. They don't care. When Beto stood up and said, I will take your AR-15, I will take your AK-47, the entire crowd at the Democratic debates was standing on their feet, cheering, thinking this was a great thing. How often do people stand there and encourage the government to take their rights away. Do they not realize what they have here? Do they not realize the only way to defend themselves against a tyrannical government is to be able to fight back? You know, do they think the government knows better than they do, than any people in the country? Does the government know how to run everything better? If they do, pretend the post office is running your health care. Do you think that would be a good idea? But the only way to defend ourselves against tyrannical government is to keep the Second Amendment intact. And just in case you forgot, the very last words of the Second of the Second Amendment are "shall not be infringed." Now that's where it comes down to all these state governments coming in, going, "Well, we're not going to infringe on the Second Amendment. Well, except for here, because we need to charge a tax on ammunition." Oh, but we're going to bump the tax on weapons. Oh, we're going to have to have you have a permit to get this kind of gun. Oh, we're not going to let you have that kind of gun or that kind of gun, but you can have that one. So they're infringing all over the place, and nobody seems to think that that's a bad idea. Everybody seems to think, it's okay if you give up this or give up that, and they talk about the word compromise. Compromise means you get something when you give something. But yet, the gun grabbers only want to take everything and not give anything back. That's not a compromise. That's a surrender. When you give up things and don't get anything in exchange for it, you're surrendering. So stop surrendering rights in the name of compromise. Hey, Rod. Yes, sir. Oh, there's Mr. Armandariz from On Point with Victor. Yes, sir. I I just want to remind people that, you know, the definition of compromise or the definition of peace under the communist regime back in the Soviet days was, you agree with me, you bend to my rule, and we will have compromise. Yes, exactly. You do what I tell you, and that's the way of compromising. Mm-hmm. Yep. Exactly. It's a very Orwellian approach to compromise. Exactly. <laughs> and unfortunately, we have a political party here that that's the route they're taking. I know. It's like they, they read this the, the George Orwell book, and they're following the, the steps one at a time. <laughs> one at a, it's as if they're following Nazi Germany. One, one step, step at, at a time. time. It's unbelievable. You know, I've said it before. If you do not learn from history, it will repeat itself. Those who do not learn from history are doomed to repeat it. No matter how you want to say it, it's happening. It'll happen today. It'll happen here. And we're going to look back and go, what the hell happened? Where did everything go? Where did our rights go? How come we have no guns to defend ourselves? Oh, because we gave them up under the guise of safety. 
Of course, you know what? I, it's, I think it was Benjamin Franklin who said, those who give up essential liberties to gain safety, who, who give up essential freedoms to gain safety, deserve neither. So how can you think that giving up your safety or gaining safety to gain, to gain, or giving up freedom to gain safety is anything good? In fact, I'll take dangerous freedom over peaceful slavery every single time. Well, who was it that said, and you may have just said that because I didn't hear it all, but uh, that said uh, those who will exchange safety at the cost of liberty deserves neither. That was Benjamin Franklin. Yeah. Yeah. He was a pretty smart guy. Pretty smart guy. He was, <laughs> even after he got electrocuted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe it gave him a super brain because he's even smarter after that. <laughs> this is true. But, yeah, I mean, you know, everybody, If you know, I'd rather be, have dangerous freedom. That's all there is to it. I mean, freedom is not at no cost. It comes at a cost. Freedom requires responsibility. That's right. Responsibility, responsibility for yourself, for your own actions. Yep. You can't expect the government to take care of everything for you. Hey, look, uh, Jefferson also said it best. A government that can give you everything or give you anything. Big enough to give you everything is everything. big enough to take it away. Yep. Exactly. Yeah, he he was a smart man too. I just wonder what these guys would do if they looked back and saw what's happening to our Second Amendment rights today. Would they look and go, "Whoa, whoa, you idiots! What are you doing?" I think the founding fathers would stand up as zombies and and say, <laughs> "What part of shall not be infringed? Do you fools not understand?" Right. And it's funny because I love how the gun grabbers will come in and say, oh, well, it doesn't apply to these modern weapons. It only applies to muskets and and flintlocks. So the First Amendment doesn't apply to the Internet? Well, the First Amendment specifically says freedom of the press, Mm -hmm. meaning a printing press, which means if it's not done with the printing press, it doesn't apply. It's spelled out. (laughs) But the Second Amendment has no such restrictions. It says arms. Well, I've said it before. When you read the Constitution, if well, I wish people would read it. But especially <laughs> the Bill of Rights. And, you, and the Second Amendment is probably the most clear, the most concise, the, the most least succinct. ambiguous yes. amendment that's there. And it's that's, one of the shortest ones, and too. And it's one of the shortest. And there's a reason for that. There really is. Because they want it. Well, that's you know that's how the Revolutionary War started. <laughs> exactly. Because Paul Revere ran through the streets and said, "The deer, are co- the deer." Oh wait, no, no he way. didn't say there wasn't the deer were coming. What was? Oh, that's right, the British were coming. The British were coming, and they were coming for your guns. That's right, they were coming to confiscate weapons, and that's what started the Revolutionary War. They were not concerned about deer hunting. They were not concerned about hunting pigs or squirrels or rabbits. They were concerned about the British taking away the weapons, which at the time were considered military-style assault weapons. I mean, now, Roger, the Democrats don't even want you to eat deer meat. or They don't? Oh, they don't want you to eat any meat because we're going to save the planet, yes. Well, you know what? I'm a second-hand vegetarian myself, so I can't, you know, yeah. I can I can live with that. You know, cows, deer, eat grass. I eat deers and cows. Right. So, so technically, <laughs> we're a little vegetarian. I'm a second-hand vegetarian, yes. That, that's my take on that. <laughs> no, if you have that lifestyle, that's fine. But just yeah. don't sit there and try and tell me. That's the thing. Freedom is freedom. 
You have the freedom to make that choice. I'm not going to try to outlaw your grass or your tofu, so stop trying to outlaw my T-bone. <laughs> my steaks, my hot dogs, and my burgers. Hey, yeah, them fighting words if you try to outlaw my Nathan's hot dogs. Oh, no kidding. Hey, that's oh fighting my. words right there. That's right. Okay, we're going to get into a couple of things here real quick. Some of this stuff is just give you an idea of how, I guess, tolerant people who are against what you think can do. The war on free speech in California is going off at full steam. The latest casualty is a gentleman named Jose. His Nissan Versa, which now has the word killer and bitch, keyed into the paint. He had the, he believes the vandalism happened because he had pro Second Amendment stickers on his car. Now, just because someone expresses expresses a desire to maintain a constitutional amendment is no reason to attack them. His right to free speech should not subject him to this kind of treatment. I mean, if you believe in the right to free speech, then you shouldn't be damaging somebody else's property because you don't believe in what they think. I mean, people would think just because you own a gun or just believe your program means you're a killer. Yeah, right. That makes no sense at all. There was a general once who was talking to a reporter, and they were at a Boy Scout camp, and they were teaching these kids how to shoot rifles, and she was so mad because they were equipping these kids to be killers and murderers. And he says, no, we're just teaching them safety. We're teaching them how to shoot how to respect the weapons and, you know, how to learn how to how to respect weapons and do it correctly. Oh, no, but you're giving them the equipment to be killers. And he looked at her and said, well, you have all the equipment to become a prostitute. It doesn't mean you are one. So, yeah, watch out for these arguments. But this is crazy. I mean, this guy had some Second Amendment stickers on his car and people etched things into the paint of his car because of his political opinion. That's how tolerant people are becoming of the Second Amendment. They are so violent against it, they're willing to damage somebody's property because they don't agree with his political opinion. You know, it's, and it's, he, had, he did have some stuff that was a little controversial. He had one sticker that said, if you don't believe in the right to keep and bear arms, shut up and be a good victim. Hey, that's perfect. You know, if you want to be treated as a victim, by all means. Don't defend your Second Amendment rights. Give yourself up to to somebody else with a gun. Everybody in the country has a gun, but sometimes it's stored miles away at a police station with a policeman holding it. That may be the gun that you use when it comes to defend yourself against criminals. And it's, okay, here's another one. If you don't support the right to keep and bear arms, good luck fighting back if you're ever attacked. I will not, I will be, I will victimize you for not supporting the Second Amendment. There you go. It's your choice to leave yourself defenseless. You are your first responder. You are your family's first responder. Who do you want to entrust your family's safety and your family's protection to? You want to entrust it to police officers who are minutes, 5, 10, 15, 20 minutes away if something happens? Or do you want to be there to defend your family against possible intruders, possible people who would do your family, your friends, yourself harm? It's up to you to provide that. That's one thing that has gotten away from most Americans. Personal responsibility for your own safety. Do it. 
and you know, and this guy, he's he's now thinking about taking these stickers off his car because he doesn't want it to happen again. I mean, he doesn't want problems, so he's being terrorized into doing something that somebody else doesn't believe in, even though it's a constitutional right. It's insane that he has to be threatened like this because of his political beliefs, that someone would go to these extremes and violate his right to free speech. And it's not like it's hate speech. He's not, uh, you know, he's not promoting the idea of killing anybody or hurting anybody. He's promoting the idea of self-defense. And these people decided to violate his right to property, and they decided decided to damage his property, all because he was pro-Second Amendment. And I'm sorry, if you can't ex- respect somebody's right to free speech, then you know what? We've lost our Second Amendment rights. We've lost our First Amendment rights. It does mean something when there's freedom of the press, freedom of the right to assemble, freedom of speech. All these things mean something. And anytime you violate somebody for expressing free speech, you are trampling on these rights. All right. We're going to be back in a few minutes. We have to take a few moments for a break. But if you have any questions or comments, you can write me at Roger at AmericasWebRadio.com. You're listening to the Locked and Loaded Show. We'll be back soon. 45 years of experience is behind the most trusted name in auto transportation. Passport Transport, the first and finest today. That's why Passport Transport is the preferred auto transport for major auto manufacturers, concours, museums, tours, and collectors, and should be your choice from across the state to across the country. When you have the need, go to PassportTransport.com and enjoy the peace of mind referenced experience will give you. Passport Transport. Whether cruising the Strip at a 57 Chevy or taking the family on a vacation in a 71 Oldsmobile Vista Cruiser, you need to tune in to Classic Cars with Steve Ronaldo and Jim Weber every Saturday from 8 to 9 a.m. on AmericasWebRadio.com. If your health insurance premium is more than your mortgage, Ellen Deal with Ideal Solutions is here to help. Whether you're a small business owner, individual family, or baby boomer, email MAGA45CAG at gmail.com, and I'll respond with three easy questions to help you determine if you can get away from Obamacare. As a 20-year veteran of the insurance industry, I'm here to help with all your insurance needs. Email Ellen Deal at MAGA45CAG at gmail.com. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Hello and welcome back. You're listening to America's Web Radio. I am Roger B. and this is the Locked and Loaded Show. Where we talk about guns, weapons, firearms, and things that have to do with them. Next we're going to go to a little restaurant that has a new sign up that has gun control advocates up in arms, so to speak, if they had any arms, other than the ones that wave around in a fury as they try and protest our Second Amendment rights. And the sign has a picture of a weapon with a red circle around it, or a green circle around it, actually, that says, Notice, lawful, open, and concealed carry is welcome here. We refuse to be a disarmed victim zone. Help keep our town safe and crime-free. Keep your weapon holstered unless the need arises. Hey, this is not a no-gun zone. This is not a weapon-free zone. This is a 
take responsibility for yourself, help defend yourself, defend your family, defend your neighbors. If anything happens in this restaurant, I would hate to think what would happen to a possible perpetrator. And this is the kind of thing, you know, the gun proponents want to see every place become a gun-free zone. They want every place to be disarmed. They want to rely on first responders of somebody else. That's right. Stand up for your Second Amendment rights. Do not let these people inch away at it. Do not let these people take their Second Amendment rights a little at a time. You know, and they're going to start small. They're gonna. Not, they're not gonna come after everything big, except for Beto, of course, who clearly says, "I'm gonna take your AR-15s. I'm gonna take your AK-47s." And I'm sure everybody's sitting back, going, "Hmm, let's see how this is gonna go." You say you can't go door to door and find 20 million illegal aliens, but you're gonna come door to door and find a hundred plus million Americans with over 400 million weapons. Yeah, good luck with that. As I say, I, you know, I used to be a big weapons owner until that tragic boating accident where I've lost almost everything I had. But, you know, and I'm sure there's a lot of people in the same, quote-unquote, boat as I'm in, as they have similar incidents where they've lost many, many weapons. But still, you know, if it comes down to it, I just truly wonder <laughs> what's going to happen if they actually start trying to push this kind of amendments. I don't think there's enough people in the country who'd be willing to give up their Second Amendment rights. At least I certainly hope not. But it's funny because if you look at the the statistics, they just don't support the cry for safety that they're trying to make. In 2018... There were 387 people killed with a rifle. And you might wonder, oh my God, that sounds terrible. Oh my God, how many people were killed with rifles? Well, let's look at something. Gang-related drive-bys, there were more people killed with that. There were more people killed in bar fights than killed with rifle. And there were about 100 killings done by psycho-killer mass shootings. You know, So your chance of getting killed by a mass murderer or a uh, what they call a mass shooting is probably less than getting struck by lightning. You have a better chance of getting struck by lightning than you do of being killed by a mass shooter. Now, granted, it happens. It's tragic. And I feel for anybody who has to go through the loss of a loved one or family that has to suffer through that. But the fact is the chance of this happening is extremely small. And it's even smaller when there are people there to defend against it. If you have to call and wait for police to to show up, you're giving an assailant many more minutes than he would normally have. I mean, murders in Chicago where they have the strictest gun control were 660 murders in Chicago alone in 2017. That's twice the number from mass shootings in the whole country. So the other, other 49 and three-quarters of a state will assume Chicago takes up a chunk of Illinois, but not all of it. The shootings were worse in Chicago alone than the entire rest of the country combined. So before you go off on these mass shootings and decide mass shooters are the worst things ever, you got to look at the statistics. Now, this is tough to quantify, but apparently they have come up with a number that there are between 1.2 million and 1.5 million defensive uses of guns per year in the United States. 
And there are a lot of other things that you can't even quantify. How many murders, rapes, thefts, assaults would there be if there were not armed citizens? How many more do these people stop that they can't even quantify versus less than 400 people killed with a rifle? So when they come after an AR-15 or an AK-47 saying this is the problem, this is entirely untrue. The numbers do not support this type of behavior. Because in a country of 400 million people where there are 400 deaths by rifle, that is such a small percentage, it's almost statistically, you know, unmeasurable. It's ridiculous to try and push this as an agenda. But yet they do. And I kind of wonder, what does the government, after 443 years, the government wants to take our rights away to defend ourselves against tyranny, You wonder, what are they planning on doing that's going to make us want to shoot them? (laughs) Not that that I'm proposing anybody shoot anybody in a government capacity of any way. I'm just saying, be prepared to defend your Second Amendment rights because they're coming after them. Now, a lot of this is going to be very subtle. A lot of the anti-gun states are starting small. They're putting... Extra restrictions on when you can buy things, extra waiting periods. They're putting, they're taking away certain aspects. Like with California, they have their registry. Any gun that does not meet their micro stamping procedure or micro stamping restriction is no longer allowed to be sold in California unless it was grandfathered in. And you might think, okay, well, you know, they'll get past that eventually. They'll find a way to micro stamp. If they do, that would be fine. They can micro-stamp anything they want, and then every other gun will be able to be sold in California. But until then, guns are dropping off the list in California at an amazingly high rate. More and more weapons are becoming harder and harder to get or impossible to get because of this ridiculous micro-stamping idea that you can actually stamp a serial number or identification number into every piece of brass that comes out of a semi-automatic or even a revolver. Although with revolvers, it's much easier to hold on to your brass, which I probably would in a micro-stamping situation, because all it would take is someone to go into a range, scoop up a bunch of brass, throw it all over a crime scene, and all of a sudden, they're going after innocent people. So be aware. There's another state. I'm trying to remember which one, but I can't. They pass a nickel tax on every round of ammunition. So how would that be? So all of a sudden, it starts off five cents a round. Okay, a box of 50 rounds. Yeah, you're going to pay an extra couple bucks. Oh, what's the big deal? Well, it starts off at a nickel, then it goes to a dime, then it goes to a quarter, and before you know it, there's an extra $100 tax on every box of ammunition. And, of course, the liberals are saying, oh, no, that's not what we want. That's not what we're trying to do. That's exactly what they're trying to do. Tax your way out. Tax the the idea of having a firearm. Make it tax it out of existence. Tax it out of the reach of most people. And who is this going to affect the most? The people who live in poorer neighborhoods who can't afford to buy ammunition to practice with. The people who need the defense the most are not going to be able to afford it. So don't let these liberals tell you to compromise. Because their compromise is taking things away and giving you nothing in return. I want to see a compromise, a real compromise in gun rights. I want to see us, I want to see gun owners get something in exchange. How about we pass an FBI check, we get our fingerprints taken, as we do with any carry permit in almost any state, you have to get these things done, then you go into a national registry and 
or a national database, and boom, you're allowed to get a federal carry permit. And I know a lot of people are highly against this because it makes a registry for people who can get a carry permit. But imagine being able to carry in any state, any city, with no restrictions because you've undergone the same background check as police have or military personnel, and you're allowed to have a national carry permit. And, of course, states that are non-issue carry permits would have a field day trying to defend against this, and they would claim their entire states are going to fall under some ridiculous shooting sprees that are going to be happening all over the place. In fact, that brings us to the next story. A lot of states are are um, issue states, meaning if you qualify, if you don't have any, you know, felonies, if you don't have any background that would show you tend to be violent or any domestic violence abuse, they do an FBI background check, you don't have anything that shows up as a red flag, you get a permit. Basically, if you can purchase a handgun in that state, you can get a permit. Then there's other states which are may issue, which means what they do is they restrict the idea of you getting a permit unless they decide you've made a case for this. Now, in Santa Clara County in California, there's a sheriff there who is now facing an investigation as to whether her office has been issuing concealed carry permits in exchange for campaign donations. <laughs> now, granted, everyone's going, oh, my God, that's terrible. It's so crooked. But you know what? At least you could buy your way into a permit. Hey, you know, sometimes, you know, grease in the palm is the way to do it. But prosecutors in Santa Clara County, Santa Clara County have served at least three search warrants while investigating whether Sheriff Laurie Smith's office gave out coveted concealed gun permits in exchange for campaign money. They raided the sheriff San Jose office headquarters August 2nd, seizing evidence through search warrants that remain sealed. About a week before that, sources said prosecutors served search warrants on two of the sheriff's higher-ranking supervisors. So here we go. Now, this area is home to nearly 2 million residents, but only 113 of them <laughs> have concealed carry permits. Now, I would love to know what the actual application rate is. How many people have applied for a permit, or did they just not even try because they know they're not going to get one? I mean, 113 out of 2 million is ridiculously small. And I just wonder. And here they decide self-defense is not a good enough reason to get a license. But the allegations that are our campaign donations are a good cause. So if you donate to this person's campaign re-election, then all of a sudden, you know what? You might be worthy of having a carry permit. And as bad as it seems, this is the way it's becoming. We are becoming so corrupt, so backward, so third world, we have to buy our way into being able to exercise a right that we are guaranteed from the Constitution. Now imagine if they made you donate in order to get a voter registration card. I wonder what the. I wonder if there'd be any uproar, or any um, kickback from that. Would anybody have a problem with that? Hey, you have to donate to somebody's election re-election campaign before you're allowed to get a voter card. Because people says, "Oh, that's the right to vote is there." Yeah, the right to vote is there to some extent, but there's nothing that says you have a right to vote. It says if there's an election, you cannot be discriminated against based on race, creed, color, sexual preference, gender, any of these other things. Well, we're going to be back in a few minutes. Listen carefully, pay attention to these people who are supporting us, 
because that's what we need everybody to do. Support America's Web Radio. Go online. Watch your favorite shows on YouTube. If you go to americaswebradio.com, this is the Locked and Loaded Show. I am Roger B., and we will be back shortly. The Docs for Patient Care Foundation is your way to join the fight and become a member of an organization created by doctors for patients dedicated to fighting for your health care freedom and preserving the doctor-patient relationship. Get a pen and paper. Write down www.docsforpatientcarefoundation.org. That's www.docsforpatientcarefoundation.org. Go to our site and please make a generous tax-deductible donation and join the fight today. Thank you. This is Ron Camacho, host of the Business Hour, on Fridays from 10 to 11 a.m. Join me as I talk with passionate professionals on a program that profiles the best businesses, business professionals, business practices, and fascinating individuals to get an insider view of how America works. 10 to 11 a.m. on America's Web Radio. Perhaps you are struggling to cope with the disease of addiction. If not, you probably know a family member or friend that needs help in battling the cravings and the personal and professional damage done by the effects of drugs or alcohol. Get a pen and paper and be ready to write down the following. These are the issues that the trained staff at the Atlanta Healing Center address and treat every day. Their doctors and counselors with over 40 years of practice in the field of addiction can treat the suffering individual in a thoughtful, compassionate, and experienced manner and guide him or her along the path to recovery. So call 770-696-9862 and speak to a knowledgeable staff member about how you or your loved one can be helped to enjoy a better and healthier life. More information is also available on the website at www.AtlantaHealingCenter.com. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Hello and welcome back. I am Roger B. This is the Locked and Loaded Show, and you're listening to America's Web Radio. Now, keep in mind, if you guys ever want to see any of the shows that are on America's Web Radio or listen to any of them again or share them with friends, you can go to YouTube and see them, which, I don't know, me with a face for radio would rather you go to America's Web Radio and just listen. But if you actually want to see anything, you can go to YouTube, type in America's Web Radio, and most of them are archived there as well. Or just go to americaswebradio.com. Look on, uh, search for your favorite shows, and they should come up on the day and time that they're normally put on, and you can search there. Most of them are archived within a day or so, so if you miss something, you can always come back and listen to it again. There's a ton of great shows on America's Web Radio, and come by anytime and listen to whatever you want to hear. Now our next story comes to us from Missouri. This is going to be great. We have a man here who decided he's going to give up some guns at a gun buyback program. And this was written by a, an officer or, a, uh, I guess, a person who was working the gun buyback program who was obviously a Second Amendment supporter. And he's sitting there working this thing, say, thinking, I wonder what idiot came up with this to try and buy back guns to take guns off the street. And he has yet to have a felon want to trade in his gun for a Walmart gift card. But nine times out of ten, he, he claims those selling guns are law-abiding citizens getting rid of broken or unused weapons. 
You know, and you see this a lot of times. Somebody passes away, they family inherits weapons that they have no interest in having, and instead of taking them to a pawn shop or to a gun store to sell them, they just want to get them out of the house. They don't want to deal with them because they're afraid of them, so they give them to somebody to have them destroyed. But this is a case of entrepreneurship at its finest. Because there's a gentleman, he's a Missouri man, he sold firearms made of scrap metal and garbage to a gun buyback program. (laughs) And then he used the money he obtained to buy a real gun, (laughs) to buy a better gun, to buy a more mass-produced gun. This is the guy we're going to call our patriot. Now, he's a YouTuber, and it's called Royal Nunsuch. He made a quick $300 by taking three firearms that he built out of scrap and selling them back to the state of Missouri. He described two of the pipe guns as the crappiest guns I've ever made, but was still able to successfully sell them off to the program. Now, there was a video that he had posted, and uh, apparently it shows him selling them to the buyback, and he goes back there, and they end up, you know, relaying back and forth to the different people at the site where they were doing the buybacks, and he was able to sell these these ones. Okay, the guns that he sold included a 22 zip gun style rifle as well as a 12 gauge 12 gauge grappling hook gun. They were functional but by no means practical weapon or defense method. But during the buyback, they were brought out of the coordinator's cars as the buildings hosted the event were a gun-free zone. So you're supposed to bring your gun to a gun-free zone for a buyback. Who thought this was a good idea? But anyway, the event cost over $4,000. They raised about $1,500, and he managed to walk away with $300 in cash, which he was going to use to buy a new gun with. This is just brilliant. Trade in trash and buy yourself a new gun. This man is somebody that needs to be patted on the back. I want to shake his hand and tell him this is the way things are to be done. I want to congratulate all the Democrats who came up with this idea to give this guy an opportunity to get some new guns for his old crappy hand-built junk that he he built probably by following things off the internet. Although YouTube and Google are removing anything that's gun-related. In fact, I believe he said YouTube has already removed his video because it violated their terms about firearms. Although you would think showing people selling firearms back would be something they'd want to they'd want to push for, they'd want to uh, let people know about. But the fact that he said he was going to use the money from selling these guns to buy new guns probably irked them just enough to where they had to pull his video down. But that's what we call a patriot. That's the kind of thing that we need to see more of. Let's take advantage of these things that are throwing out there. You know, go to your local gun buyback. See what people have. Maybe they have something you want. You can offer more than the uh, the government there is trying to offer. Now, a lot of times they won't let you do this, but if there's no restrictions against it, go there. Make some offers. I've even heard of people setting up their own tables out in the parking lot saying, we will give you more than they will give you right here, right now, in states where that's allowed. I don't know about all states. I'm not familiar with all the laws, but in many states you can buy a gun from a citizen just by showing, look, I'm a resident or I have a carry permit. I've been checked out. I'm, I'm a legit buyer for any weapon in this state. So then they can buy guns back from these people trying to go to the gun buyback. And if they're going to get a $50 Walmart card and you offer them $100 instead, hey, who's not going to take a shot at that? 
That's called entrepreneurship, which is one I want to see more of. I want to see more people taking advantage of gun buybacks. I mean, the patriots who would actually buy them back and keep them in circulation and not destroy potentially classic or collectible or rare weapons. Speaking of rare weapons or collectibles or even companies with a long history of being in the firearms industry, this past week there was a a very venerable company that was brought out into the light because they have decided that they are not going to sell rifles or long guns to the public anymore. This is Colt. The you know, the same people who make all the, the Colt revolvers, Samuel Colt's company. And uh they decided that they're not gonna sell AR fifteen style weapons to the public anymore. And of course the left jumped on this as oh this is a victory. This means we're winning. Colt is backing out of the AR fifteen market. They're scared we're gonna come after them. They're afraid of potential problems. As it turns out, Colt looked at their market and realized that we have a lot of government contracts. We need to concentrate on those, and this may not be the best way for our company to go. And they also mentioned there were over 200 other companies offering AR-15s that were comparable or similar. In fact, Colt, if you look at a lot of their offerings, they are a little behind the curve on some modernization that you're seeing in a lot of later model or more highly developed or more optioned AR-15 models out there. So did they did they fold under the guise of gun control? Colt claims they did. They said they're going to focus on the military contracts. In fact, just last week, I believe it was on last Friday, they received a contract for $42 million worth of M4A1s to uh, foreign countries who are allies of the United States. So with these government contracts filling most of their time, do they really have time to produce AR-15s that are not being sold? As quickly as they would like, they had backlogs of AR-15s for years and years. Now, a lot of this is because of the election. Everyone thought Hillary was going to be elected, and if that had happened, finding an AR-15 would have been as hard as finding hen's teeth. They would have been extremely rare. They would have been going for top dollar. Colt would still be in the business making them as fast as they possibly could and pushing them out there. But with the current administration being relatively gun-friendly and Second Amendment-friendly, a lot of the stress of having to, I guess, get one before they're gone has gone away. Of course, we're going to have to follow this closely because as the election of the Democratic candidate comes about, as the primary happens, we're going to have to see which candidate gets the nod and how hardcore they are going to be into the gun control side of things. We know we know where Robert Francis Beto O'Rourke stands, the Irish Hispanic whatever he you know he just appropriated in a Spanish name because he wanted to sound better in his state of Texas, because his name has no Beto in it. It's not a nickname. He just stole it. But anyway, he said flat out, "I will take your AR-15s. I will take your AK-47s." He's even, he's even bypassing the buyback part of this. He's just saying he's going to take them. 
And I'm sure all you patriots are sitting out there going, mm, yeah, we've heard that kind of talk before. It's probably not going to happen. Let's hope that he is burning a bridge that even Democrats who believe in the Second Amendment right will not allow him to get away with. But, you know, the Colt has, they've had several models out and they've been making Air 15s for many, many years. But there are other manufacturers out there who are doing it better and Colt's prices were a little higher. And if you look at it strictly from an option per option or quality standpoint, there are other weapons out there which can be had for less money with similar or comparable options. And Colt is just deciding to get out of the market for now. It doesn't mean they won't get back into it. If their government contracts drop off or if they come out with some new models, they may decide to get back into the market. They're by no means saying they will never do it again. But right now, they're concentrating on their government contracts. And like I say, a lot of these government contracts hinge on getting renewals. In fact, FN picked up a large portion of M4 building this past year. They got contracts for the M4 and the M16A4. So that that was kind of a blow to Colt. So now they're going to concentrate more on their on their government contracts and get out of the uh, the civilian market just by a little bit. But you know, but they still offer their 1911s in a bunch of different models, from basic all the way up to the Gold Cup with the adjustable sights and hand fitted actions. And these are amazingly good 1911 models. I mean, Colt essentially invented the 1911 platform, and some would say they've perfected it. Now, granted, there are other models out there that may be better than Colt, but Colt is very competitive in the 1911 market. Also, their revolvers, they've started coming back with some of the double-action revolvers. Now, they haven't brought back a Python yet or an Anaconda or anything like that, although I think if they did, they said it would be too expensive to be able to manufacture them to the level that they had previously. But I believe they have a new little Cobra out, a little 2-inch revolver, 38 Special or 357. And they've got a couple others out there, too. They've got their single-action Army revolvers, too, which, you know, they invented that gun, the gun that won the West, the gun that uh, made everybody equal. What is it? Uh, God made men. Colonel Colt made them equal. Yeah. They've been making single-action Army revolvers for over a 100 years. So that's something they're good at, and they stick with it. And they are still for sale to the public. So don't worry about Colt getting out of the gun business. They are just getting out of one portion of it because they feel like they can't be as competitive as they need to. Now, real quick, let's head to New Jersey. More red flag law information. I've probably said this a 100 times, but the red flag laws are going to be the most dangerous infringement on our Second Amendment rights that has ever come across. This is going to be an easy way for gun grabbers to point, yell, you're a bad guy, and they can take your guns away with no due process. That's right. Your neighbor can decide he doesn't like you, call in a complaint against you, saying whatever he wants to, and with no verification, with no confirmation, they can come to your house and take your guns away. And it's your responsibility to prove your innocence and prove you did nothing wrong. Now, normally... The law states you are innocent till proven guilty. However, with these red flag laws, they are branding people as guilty and forcing them to prove innocence, which is a complete violation of civil rights. It's a complete violation of constitutional procedure, and it violates due process all over the place. There's no way this should be happening anywhere in the United States. 
However, the states are taking this over and making it their own. Well, we're going to come back in a minute and I'll tell you about New Jersey's new red flag law and how much it's been used. You're listening to America's Web Radio. This is Locked and Loaded. I am Roger B. The Docs for Patient Care Foundation is your way to join the fight and become a member of an organization created by doctors for patients dedicated to fighting for your health care freedom and preserving the doctor-patient relationship. Get a pen and paper. Write down www.docsforpatientcarefoundation.org. That's www.docsforpatientcarefoundation.org. Go to our site and please make a generous tax-deductible donation and join the fight today. Thank you. Your auto love and investment demands the best, and for 45 years, Passport Transport has been meeting those demands. From manufacturers to the one-car collectors and all other facets of the auto industry and antique auto hobby. The first and the finest with unequaled service and peace of mind. Passport Transport, your auto transportation company. Contact PassportTransport.com with your need today. Passport Transport. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Hello. Welcome back to America's Web Radio. You're listening to the Locked and Loaded Show. I am Roger B. And just before we left a moment ago, we were talking about New Jersey's red flag laws, and I kind of went off on a little tirade there about red flag laws in general because they are one of the most dangerous infringements on our Second Amendment rights. And now New Jersey as it turns out, have implemented new red flag laws as of September 1st. The law took effect. And they're averaging about one red flag law petition a day, and they're approving every single one of them or almost. They can't find any that are not being approved. These violate the the rights of gun owners substantially. I mean, it's like a modern-day witch hunt. You can rat out your neighbor, and their property will be taken away. The law allows family members or police to make a request to a court that a person's gun and ammunition be removed because they pose a threat to themselves or public safety. Now, one thing we don't know is how many applications have been made to remove these these uh, threats to public safety. One thing we do know is how many uh, there, how many applications there have been. They have signed off on 14 already, but we don't know if any of them have ever been rejected. We don't think so. According to what we see, every single petition that's put in front of a judge has been approved, 100% of the cases. So they're basically just rumber stamping anybody who comes to them with an ex- extreme risk protection order or with a red flag law ap- accusation. So your neighbor can just point at you and say, oh, he's a bad guy, he has guns, and boom, they'll take your guns away 100% of the time if they make the statement to the police. This is a complete violation of Second Amendment rights, Fourth Amendment rights, Fifth Amendment rights, Fourteenth Amendment rights. They're basically trampling the Constitution, eliminating due process, and taking your guns away with nothing other than somebody pointing at you and calling you a witch. And he's, and the Attorney General is claiming that we're not violating Second Amendment rights. Okay, say you're not. Just say for one minute you're not. You're violating the rights of due process. That's even more important than Second Amendment rights. Well, maybe not. I'd have to think about that. But still, due process means you have to be innocent till proven guilty, and these people are basically finding people guilty and then making them prove their innocence. 
This is a complete violation of our constitutional protected rights. These are the rights that say you have a right to a trial. You have a right to be accused, to face your accuser. These rights are completely being violated. And they're just taking these guns away from people. And you know what? It's going to change the way people react with neighbors, with friends, with coworkers. You're going to have to make sure the people you associate with are of like mind. If not, you're going to have to be much more discreet about who you deal with. You've got to look at your neighbors and decide, well, if they have if they have a Beto sign in their yard, you can't talk to them about weapons you may own or weapons you may have or anything like that. They could just hate guns in general, and they could want to get them taken away from you. And that's all it would take is a neighbor to point at you and say, he's dangerous. He has guns. There don't even need to be any reason why. You could have never violated a single law in your entire life. You may not even have a traffic violation. But because your neighbor is afraid of guns, he can point at you and get yours taken away. This is going to be, I hope they stop this, roll this back, put some federal restrictions in place to stop some of this. I understand people want to be safe, but you can't give up your rights for freedom. I mean, you can't give up your your freedom for safety. If, as soon as you do that, you deserve neither. Freedom comes at a cost, and that cost has some risk to it. But like I say, I'd rather have dangerous freedom than safe, tyrannical restrictions. It's just ridiculous. But let's hope that New Jersey is the only state that does this, and let's hope somehow it gets rolled back to where they won't be able to do this to people because this is such a violation of so many constitutional rights. There is no way they should be able to take things away by somebody pointing at you. Now, so far in a lot of states, there have been, I think, 13 or 15 states that have already implemented versions of this law. So it may be coming almost everywhere. And Trump has mentioned back and forth, he has not decided, I don't think, where the red flag laws are going, where he's going to stand on it. He's kind of been back and forth on it, like he does, though. He does that. He'll say things and then wait to see how people react before he comes in on the, uh, solidly on one side or the other. In fact, he actually made reference to a red flag law in uh, response to Fredo. That's right. He told them if he was ranting and raving, he might have to just use red flag laws to take his guns away. So, you know, you got to watch. If, if it goes that way and you could do it against politicians, that would be great. Any judge that rules against Second Amendment rights, oh, yeah, let's take his guns away. Let's start with that guy. Speaking of taking guns away from people, there's a city councilwoman in Vermont that wants to take guns away from people. Now, you might think, okay, well, you know, most Democrats want to take guns away from everybody. She wants to take guns away from her city's police department. (laughs) I know. It takes a second to – you heard that correctly. The city councilwoman in Vermont wants her city's policemen and policewomen disarmed. She wants them to go around gunless. That, you know, and that flies in the face of – calling somebody with a gun when you need help. Now you can call the police, and what are they going to bring, a stick? Bring a stick to a gunfight? Yeah, that would be great. I think I'd want to take care of myself at that point. But she is mulling over whether or not police officers in in Queen City should be disarmed. You know, is it really causing, at the end of the day, more harm than benefit by having the police carry guns? (laughs) 
Oh, I can hardly say this with a straight face. I could just see police showing up, you know, with with sticks and tear gas, and there's a guy with a machine gun trying to <laughs> trying to rob your house, and they show up with sticks. I imagine a lot of police would think this is a very poor place to work. I mean, so basically, an armed security guard would be more effective than the police in this in this particular city, because after all, what what good? I mean, policemen can be helpful without guns. But I think one of the big reasons we call them when there's problems is because they have guns. And she says there are times when police do not need weapons. Citing recent mass shootings in Delta and El Paso, but she added day in and day out, police work is not engaging with that. But how are you going to (laughs) know? Send your cops into situations unarmed and then they go, "Uh uh-oh, we forgot our guns. (laughs) We're going to have to go back and get those. This situation requires that. I, it just uh, this is shocking to me how stupid some people are. You want to disarm your own police officers. Now I wonder, I would really like to know if this woman has any armed security. Does she keep people around her with guns to defend her? Does she have a carry permit in her town in Vermont? Does she believe in defending herself, her family, or friends with guns? But now she wants to take away the weapons from people who are our last line of defense. Or actually are most people's first responders. However, if you're listening today, I hope you are your own first responder. Stand up for yourself. Get the training you need to be your family, your friends, yourself. Be your own protection. But it was funny. Last, It was just a couple of weeks ago that officers in Philadelphia were trying to serve a warrant, and six officers were shot in the line of duty. And yet this lady wants to disarm her local police departments. You know, I don't, and I don't think she realizes the police can't pick and choose when they need to be armed and when they don't. They carry the guns because they'd rather have it and not need it than need it and not have it. And especially in this current climate, police officers have been targeted for assassination. I mean, people are coming after police just because they're wearing the uniform. How could a policeman possibly go disarmed into dangerous situations? You know, and, and, and she's trying to claim, okay, it may not be all her fault. She's deluded with this idea that everywhere in the United States is better than it is here. In this case, she's using Iceland. And she says, I find Iceland fascinating. It's a definite stop on my bucket list. However, Iceland isn't the United States by any stretch of the imagination. The police there do not carry because the police there haven't needed to. It's a safe country with lots of factors contributing to it. Those factors do not exist in the United States. It's like she's watching movies going, oh, yeah, look at that town on the movie. We should be like that town. You can't legislate bad people to stop doing bad things. They violate the law for a reason. But grabbing one isolated country and trying to make that the reasoning for disarming your local police force, that is ridiculous. If the crime rates in Iceland had increased, I bet Icelandic police would start carrying guns. They'd have to or they'd have a hard time being police officers. And she needs to realize, this is not Iceland. This is the United States. We have more people. We sometimes have more problems. We have a different society than they have there. But it's just, it's crazy that she thinks this is the solution. She's going to disarm her own police officers. And, you know, I don't know if this will ever come to fruition or not. I don't know if she'll get her way. I don't know if people are going to go along with this. But in any case, it's interesting to think she thinks she's just going to let people 
take weapons away from their police officers and leave them defenseless. And this not only leaves the police officers defenseless, but when they come to your aid, they're going to be unable to defend you either. So I don't know. This is the kind of crazy things that liberals think are going to happen. They're going to follow some tiny little country in the North Atlantic Sea and decide that their town in America should be like this. Okay, that's somebody who wants to take guns away. Let's get in. This is in my home state of Georgia. We're going to talk about a gentleman whose house was invaded by three mask-wearing individuals attempting a robbery. They were armed. However, they didn't realize that the person whose house they were breaking into was armed also. Not only was he armed, but he was armed with an AR-15 rifle. So you have three guys coming in armed against one homeowner with an AR-15. And an AR-15 is a very effective weapon against multiple assailants. And in this case, it worked out flawlessly. Upon the police arrival at the scene, the deceased was at the edge of the driveway, partially in the road. The other men had run a little bit down the street where he appeared he was running. And they did discover masks on all the men trying to break into the family, into this gentleman's house. And yet they were stopped by use of an AR-15, an Armalite rifle. It is, by the way, just so you know, the most popular rifle in the United States currently. I don't know what's second, but I know the AR-15 is the number one most popular rifle in the United States. And if a Democratic candidate ever gets close to possibly being president, I would recommend if you do not have one, get one. Buy the parts to assemble it, even if you don't want to put it together just now. Buy the cheapest possible one you can find. Just get something, because if the Democrats get in office, I think the first thing they're going to do is push for radical gun control. They're going to push to take these weapons away under the guise of public safety. Even though there are hundreds more deaths by a million other causes... Okay, go out, go outside, get your AR-15, arm yourself, be prepared, be responsible. You're listening to America's Web Radio. I am Roger B., and this is Locked and Loaded. Thanks for listening. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.